0: going on with the computer there. I've decided to find my purpose. Now say that with me. I have decided to find my purpose. I believe if you'll do this, it'll change everything in your life. It'll make your current problems smaller because when we serve something bigger than our problems, our God is bigger than our problems and the problems seem smaller. And, uh, and so I want to help you find that. I mean, you know, we're going to look at Ephesians. Some people call Ephesians God's Magna Carta for your life. You know, it's a great book. I mean, I've, I've had people, I mean, they're all good, all right? I had a guy the other day telling me Galatians. Man, if you only read one book, read Galatians. Well, Ephesians is kind of like that. I mean, it talks about spiritual blessings. It talks about having spiritual wisdom. It talks about how we're made alive in Christ from being dead in our sins. It talks about how our bodies are the temple of the Lord. It talks about spiritual growth and how to do that. It talks about unity in the church. It talks about how we live as children of the light. And it talks about living by the Holy Spirit's power, about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God and things like that. It's a great book. So we're going to to kind of look for some purposes in this book. So look at Ephesians 5, verse 8. Paul says this, For you once were in darkness. It means we were lost. Before we saved, before we become a Christian, you're living in darkness. That's why you keep making the same bad choices that we make. We're living in darkness. He said, but now, but now, you are the light. You're, you are light in the Lord. So, live as children of the light. And here's what he kind of defines that. If you're living as a children of the light, the fruit is goodness, righteousness, and truth. So, our lives change. And so, he's, he's saying, look, make your life about being lit up. Light, you're that light. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. Paul's kind of playing off of that. And he says, you're light in the Lord. So, We want to let that light shine. And then he says this, and find out what pleases the Lord. So once you make that commitment, find out what pleases the Lord. And here he kind of tells us what some of that is. In verse 11, he said, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. So he he said, you're living in the light. Now have nothing to do with darkness, but rather expose them. Now he's talking about your own life. He's not talking about you walking around saying, Robert, you better straighten up. He's not talking about Wayne, you better straighten up, or Larry, you better, you know. He's talking about you find that in your own life and expose it. That's called repentance. That's called confession. That's, Larry's wondering why I called his name out. And, uh, and so you, wonder, you want to expose it. You want to confess that to the Lord. Paul says, first, shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. And so we want to live as children in the light. It means we're living... For God, not for our flesh, not for the the darkness that we were in. That's why it said, wake up, O sleeper, wake up. Wake up, those who have no purpose. Wake up, wake up, those who don't have a vision for your life and don't know why God's got you here, wake up. He said, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Then he goes, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How many of you would agree we live in some evil days? I mean, and so we need to make the most of every opportunity we have. We need to be praying for those people on our cards. We need to be praying for opportunities. We're in a restaurant to talk to somebody. You don't have to give them the whole plan of salvation and pray with them with a waitress. She doesn't have that time for that. But if you can get her thinking about God and letting her know that somebody that loves God... Because, see, a lot of those people don't have a good impression of, uh, of Christians. And you know, some Christians like to leave a, t- uh, a, a track and no tip. Leave a $20 tip on a $10 bill and she'll read that track you left her. I mean, you know, I, I, waitress, I, some of the restaurants we go to, they, they want to wait on us because we leave good tips. And, uh, and, and so, they re- you know, it's amazing. I'm going, how do you remember my name? And they'll call us by name, and it's because we left them a really good tip. And I get the little thing from Capital One. said, did you mean to live a 55% tip on this this thing or whatever, you know? And, uh, and so we want to be a good witness, and, we wanna, and and there's a purpose for that. And so I, I lost where I was on my scripture here. But, you know, anyway, he, he says, wake up, O slipper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful how you live, not as wise, unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity, for the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish. But look here, understand what the Lord's will is. For your life, understand what the Lord's will is. And then he says this. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Debauchery is just a fancy word that says don't live according to your flesh. Don't let your desires govern your body. Don't let your your lust govern. Don't don't let any of that stuff determine how you act. Be filled with the Spirit. So don't let the world, don't let your feelings, don't let your appetites, don't let your lust, don't let anything other than the Holy Spirit control your actions and your thoughts is what he's saying there. And and so here's some, let me give you some things you can kind of hang your hat on here. Number one, write this down. What am I doing that I should not be doing? I asked that question before. All of us, if we're honest, we're doing something we ought not to be doing, right? Some of y'all are living lives that you... To be honest never thought you'd be living you never thought you'd be in the position that you're in and uh and 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 so listen I want, I want to let you know something even though you may have given up on your vision you may be sidetracked away from where you think you ought to be i want to tell you something we serve a god who is the ultimate change agent see when those little voices in your head saying you'll never amount to anything you'll never change god is the ultimate change agent you need to understand that he makes old things new. And, uh, and so this is the time to expose those old deeds. This is the time. We're in a new year. Just look it back at the things in 2022 and say, you're not coming with, in 2021 and tell them, We're, you're not coming with me to 2022. I'm leaving you back there, okay? I'm leaving this habit. I'm leaving these thoughts. I'm leaving this action in 2021. Uh, and so hiding behind all those things that we need to get out of our life, it's God's purpose for your life. And, and so look at this. Paul said it this way in Romans 12 too. He said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So what's he saying? Get rid of the junk. Stop, stop trying to live because you've got to have a relationship uh, to be happy. You've got to be on something to be happy. you know, you got to have money or whatever it is. He said, stop copying the behavior and customs of this world. Get all the worldly junk out, but let God transform you that word is metamorphosis. It's like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. You become something different by changing the way you think. How do we change the way you think? Like Pastor Kathy was talking about. You read your word. Read that one-year Bible, these devotional books that we have. We buy those for a purpose. Why? To help you transform the way you think, change the way you think. They cost us a buck eighty apiece, and we give them away. Okay? And we do that because we want your minds and thoughts changed. You can give them to other people. And in the back of that is a reading plan where you can read through the whole Bible in a year. We, we sell the one-year Bibles. And, uh, and so we, we sell them for the same exact thing we buy them for, so we lose the shipping a little bit. But we sell those one-year. Why? Because it's important to be in the Word of God. I do mine, my reading on Logos, which let me just say, because we're part of faith life and, and a lot of the stuff behind the scenes you see, you have access to Logos Bible study system on your computers. And and your phone. So if you're interested in that, just talk to me. It's been a while since I set somebody up on that. So I might have to research it again. But you have access to an awesome Bible study program if you like doing things on your computer. So stop stop doing it. Allow God to change the way you think. Then look what he says. Once you stop copying the behavior and customs of the world, allow God to transform you by changing the way you think. He said, then you will understand God's will for you. So you can understand God's will... When you've stopped doing all these other things, when you've allowed God to change you, and you go, aha. See, we've got to stop letting the one that rules this world blind us. And we allow God to change the way we think about the word of God, about the world, about our sin, about what he's wanting, and we see it and we go, oh, yeah. Why didn't I see that before? Thank you, God. Because he you'll see what his will for you. And then what it says about God's will, it's good and pleasing and perfect. See, man, that's pretty good. So you've got to expose that old and get rid of it and let this year be the year. Let this year be the year you stop maybe letting the Internet take you places you ought not to be going or, or you get out of that harmful relationship you've been in or or you're, you're just saying, look, this year my senses, my flesh is not going to tell me how to live and all that. So uh, you, you do that. Proverbs, Solomon said this, look straight ahead, straight ahead. Straight ahead at what you know God wants you to do. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. He said, mark out a straight path for your feet. Make a plan. You got that dream of what God wants. You know, when I knew God wanted me in ministry, and so I went to seminary to begin preparing. And I started working with an organization called Youth for Christ. And, and, but before that, I started teaching Sunday school in my, in my church. And, uh, and, and, and helping out. And volunteered. And volunteered for a long time in my church, uh, doing it before I ever went into, into ministry and, and stuff. So I had that vision, a knew, and so I made that plan. And and he said, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Anybody besides me, you know, that's what you need, those blinders to stay focused because it's like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> Anybody ADD in here? I mean, you know, you don't have to confess. Uh, we'll pray for healing. but." He said, keep your feet from following evil. You'll find your purpose, guys, hiding behind all that junk. You just got to turn away from it. So number one, what am I doing that I should not be doing? Look at that. Number two is what am I not doing that I should be doing? It's another good question. Uh, you know, <clears throat> and we want to give you opportunities as a church this year. Uh, you know, this one we have, the one-year Bible. when one we give the devotions. Maybe, maybe you need to say, you know what, I haven't been reading the Bible every day, but I'm going to start. A lot of people say, I pray every day. Let me tell you, you've got to read the Bible. You've got to read the Word of God. Because, see, my image of God, a lot of people have this image of God that's Santa Claus. It's, that's not who God is. See, I, I, you might be praying for God to bless you and, you, and you're living in a sinful lifestyle. Let me tell you, what God's calling you to do is to live a moral life. You step out of God's blessings when you're not living according to the way God wants you to live. He's not Santa Claus. He's not the Wizard of Oz. He's a holy God that wants us to live a holy life, a set-apart life, a life dedicated to him. And so it's important to read the word because that determines the God I serve. Now, he's a God of love. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God that says, Robert, I love you right where you're at, but I'm not leaving you there because I love you too much. I'm bringing you over here. You were a knucklehead here. You're not as bad a knucklehead over here. And over here, you're going to even be better. And Pastor Kathy says she's been working on me now for 20-something years. And so she's not done yet. But, but you, you, you've, got to, you got to, you've got to do that. It's important to be in the Word of God. You do need to pray. Maybe this is the year you say, I'm going to start tithing. Let me tell you what a tithe is. A tithe is the first 10% of what you earn. We give that. Every, every paycheck goes in, into our account here at the church. And, and we give more than many people here, give more than a tithe. But a tithe is the first 10%. It's the only thing in the Bible where God says, you test me and see. And here's what I'll tell you. If you start tithing, unless you're going out gambling, uh, but if you start tithing, if you're not in a better position, this time next year, I'll give you your money back. I'll give you money back because you will be in a better place. God promises it if you tithe. Maybe, Maybe this is the year you need to get in a small group. We're going to start small groups up. We're trying to let COVID get out of here. We're going to do the ladies' Bible study, but we're really not wanting to get, and we're cleaning these rooms out, but we're kind of wanting the flu. And COVID, I've never seen, this is the worst flu season I can remember. I guess it skipped last year and came back double this year. We, we want to do some small groups. And some of y'all, this might be the time that, that you want to get in a small group. Others of y'all, this might be the time say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead a small group. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, serve in a ministry. I'm gonna I'm gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit and help with the children's ministry, or I'm I'm gonna help with the kids ministry. I'm a, maybe you're a techie and you want to help with all the tech stuff. We're fixing to buy cameras that'll be better than that phone right there for streaming the service and and uh, and and do, maybe you want to run one of those or something like that. Not many, or run the. This will be a little joystick uh, thing, but uh, maybe you want to be a part of the tech crew. Maybe maybe you're kind of security minded or, or, or outreach minded, you know. James' half-brother of Jesus said this, Remember, it's sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. In other words, I don't have to tell you what you're not doing. You already know it. I don't have to tell you what you need to be doing because you already know it because the Holy Spirit is in you saying, You need to do this. You need to not do that. You need to do this. He said, Maybe it's time you get this out of your life and start doing this. Maybe you need to step into this one more week of fasting and prayer and say, so I'm going to give up something that I hadn't given up before. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, uh, you're going to, whatever it is in your life that distracts you from God's purpose, you're going to set that aside. Might be, might be trying to control everything. Might be trying to eat uh, too much or something or, or smoking or some other habit that you have that detracts you from God. And uh, And for others of you, for others of you, you need to, Get up earlier tomorrow and say, I'm going to do the first 15. I'm going to spend five minutes in prayer, five minutes in worship, five minutes reading the Word. How many of you you know you can get up 15 minutes earlier than normal, right? You can do that. I'm not saying get up an hour earlier. Get up 15 minutes early. And, and you some of y'all, you know, others need to say, I'm going to get in a group. I'm going to go to the shape class. I'm going to go to growth track when we do that. And, I, and others say, look, it scares me to death. But I'm gonna, I'm going I'm gonna decide to lead a group. We want to do a training on how to lead a group. We, we want to do some groups like a uh, uh, living free uh, group. Uh, we want to do some, uh, you know, the anointed groups are the ones that take my sermon and discuss it. But you know, uh, well, we have other groups as well. We want to do a grief group and stuff, and so we can train people to be leaders. And some of those we want to convert Wednesdays to where we're kind of doing those on Wednesdays in some of the rooms. That's why we're cleaning them out. Well, we'll just have to see how that goes. But when, this might be the year that said, so "Man, that scares me to death." The idea of leading something, and uh, and so, but I, you know what? I know I need to do it. And Jesus said this. He said, "Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now." Give your entire attention to what you said. You, you might say, "Well, leading a group, is not not what I'm not what I'm thinking." I remember in a group one time they asked me to do the crowd breaker. That was the first time at that point in my life that I had done anything volunteered you know in the church uh, for a long time and and so it kind of got it kind of got me hooked you know and then somebody else it might be that you pray and all of a sudden now you want to be a group leader and and so uh, you know we'll hook you up with that he said, give your entire attention to what God's doing right now See, I knew just being a small group leader wasn't my whole goal uh, but But he said, don't don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come when the time comes. But give your entire attention. What does God want you to do right now? What does he want you to do this year in 2022? You know, what am I I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What am I not doing that I need to be doing? Number three is I would tell you this based on that verse. Why not do it today? Why Why not go ahead and put on your connection card? I want to help with... Check it off. I want to lead a group. Check it off. We're, we're, we're not asking you to to come up with a Bible study idea or anything. We're going to give you some stuff. We've we'll we got material. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using material that's been written in small groups. Maybe that's maybe that's you. He, he said, it, here's what Paul said. At just the right time, is 2022 your right time? Is 2022 your right time? He said, just the right time. I heard you on the day of salvation. I helped you indeed. The right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Let me just wrap it up and say this. If you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, today is your day. Whether you're watching online, whether you're in this room and don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity. Right now, I want every head bowed and eyes closed. And and there may be somebody here. You don't have that personal relationship with Jesus. It's a relationship. It, this isn't about religion. It's not about just going to a church and, and singing and, and all this stuff. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ, who's alive, by the way. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And you do that through a prayer. You just invite him to come in. You say, Jesus, I'm, I'm tired of living my life the way it is. Please forgive me of my sin. Come in and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Now, those two go together. You, you're not you can't just get fire insurance jesus come into my life and keep me from going to hell while i live like hell that does not work see jesus told the disciples come follow me it says best you can that, does that mean we're going to be perfect not even close but it means the best we can the best we can we want to follow jesus so i almost want everybody to just you repeat this prayer with me and and I wanted to ask you to do something before I do that. If you pray this prayer in your meeting, I want you to check off in your connection card that you receive Christ today. And uh, if you'll see us after, we've got some booklets up front called Now What that we'll give you. But uh, just pray this prayer. Dear God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross from my sin. Please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, come into my life and be the Lord and the Savior of my life. Give me the desire and the power to live for you every single day. It's in your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer, then you just received Christ. You're a new person. Paul said, Behold, old things are gone. new person's here. The old is gone. You're a new creation in Christ. You have gone from being a caterpillar to a butterfly. You've been changed, transformed. And now we begin growing one step at a time. And we do that by just pursuing the presence of God in our lives. We want you to get into the Word of God. We want you to spend that time in prayer. We want you to, to, to say, hey, look, I'm going I'm to come to any class we offer. I'm going to be here on Wednesdays. I'm going to come on Sundays. I'm going I'm to help out. I'm going to stop being a consumer, and I'm going to be a contributor. I'm going I'm to start doing things for the Lord, both at church and at work and in all these places. So, Father, I just pray for each person here today. God, I pray that, that, Lord, you'd help us to focus in on you and seek the purpose you have in our lives. Lord, we know part of that purpose. Lord, we know that you want everyone to know you. Lord, I believe you want everybody to find freedom. I believe you want everybody in our church to find their own personal purpose and purpose of being in this church. And I believe you want us all to make a difference in the world around us, whether it's in our family, our work, our friends, the playground, God. Help us to do those things, God. We'll give you all the glory for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, while the band's coming back up here, I want to invite you here. We'll be here Wednesday. We have dinner at 6.